Chapter One of Book Four of On the Heavens by Aristotle, translated by J. L. Stocks. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Chapter One. We have now to consider the terms quotes heavy and quotes light we must ask what the bodies so called are how they are constituted and what is the reason of their possessing these powers the consideration of these questions is a proper part of the theory of movement since we call things heavy and light because they have the power of being moved naturally in a certain way the activities corresponding to these powers have not been given any name unless it is thought that quotes, impetus is such a name but because the inquiry into nature is concerned with movement and these things have in themselves some spark as it were of movement all inquirers avail themselves of these powers though in all but a few cases without exact discrimination we must then first look at whatever others have said and formulate the questions which require settlement in the interests of this inquiry before we go on to state our own view of the matter language recognizes a an absolute b a relative heavy and light of two heavy things such as wood and bronze we say that the one is relatively light the other relatively heavy our predecessors have not dealt at all with the absolute use of the terms but only with the relative i mean they do not explain what the heavy is or what the light is but only the relative heaviness and lightness of things possessing weight this can be made clearer as follows there are things whose constant nature it is to move away from the centre while others move constantly towards the centre and of these movements that which is away from the centre i call upward movement and that which is towards it i call downward movement the view urged by some that there is no up and no down in the heaven is absurd there can be they say no up and no down since the universe is similar every way and from any point on the earth's surface a man by advancing far enough will come to stand foot to foot with himself but the extremity of the whole which we call quotes, above is in position above and in nature primary and since the universe has an extremity and a centre it must clearly have an up and down common usage is thus correct though inadequate and the reason of its inadequacy is that men think that the universe is not similar every way they recognize only the hemisphere which is over us but if they went on to think of the world as formed on this pattern all round with a centre identically related to each point on the extremity they would have to admit that the extremity was above and the centre below by absolutely light then we mean that which moves upward or to the extremity and by absolutely heavy that which moves downward or to the centre by lighter or relatively light we mean that one of two bodies endowed with weight and equal in bulk 
which is exceeded by the other in the speed of its natural downward movement chapter two those of our predecessors who have entered upon this inquiry have for the most part spoken of light and heavy things only in the sense in which one of two things both endowed with weight is said to be the lighter and this treatment they consider a sufficient analysis also of the notions of absolute heaviness and absolute lightness to which their account does not apply this however will become clearer as we advance one use of the terms quotes, lighter and quotes, heavier is that which is set forth in writing in the timaeus that the body which is composed of the greater number of identical parts is relatively heavy while that which is composed of a smaller number is relatively light as a larger quantity of lead or of bronze is heavier than a smaller and this holds good of all homogeneous masses the superior weight always depending upon a numerical superiority of equal parts in precisely the same way they assert lead is heavier than wood for all bodies in spite of the general opinion to the contrary are composed of identical parts and of a single material but this analysis says nothing of the absolutely heavy and light the facts are that fire is always light and moves upward while earth and all earthy things move downwards or towards the centre it cannot then be the fewness of the triangles of which in their view all these bodies are composed which disposes fire to move upward if it were the greater the quantity of fire the slower it would move owing to the increase of weight due to the increased number of triangles but the palpable fact on the contrary is that the greater the quantity the lighter the mass is and the quicker its upward movement and similarly in the reverse movement from above downward the small mass will move quicker and the large slower further since to be lighter is to have fewer of these homogeneous parts and to be heavier is to have more and air water and fire are composed of the same triangles the only difference being in the number of such parts which must therefore explain any distinction of relatively light and heavy between these bodies it follows that there must be a certain quantum of air which is heavier than water but the facts are directly opposed to this the larger the quantity of air the more readily it moves upward and any portion of air without exception will rise up out of the water so much for one view of the distinction between light and heavy to others the analysis seems insufficient and their views on the subject though they belong to an older generation than ours have an air of novelty it is apparent that there are bodies which when smaller in bulk than others yet exceed them in weight it is therefore obviously insufficient to say that bodies of equal weight are composed of an equal number of primary parts for that would give equality of bulk those who maintain that the primary or atomic parts of which bodies endowed with weight are composed are planes cannot so speak without absurdity but those who regard them as solids are in a better position to assert that of such bodies the larger is the heavier 
but since in composite bodies the weight obviously does not correspond in this way to the bulk the lesser bulk being often superior in weight as for instance if one be wool and the other bronze there are some who think and say that the cause is to be found elsewhere the void they say which is imprisoned in bodies lightens them and sometimes makes the larger body the lighter the reason is that there is more void and this would also account for the fact that a body composed of a number of solid parts equal to or even smaller than that of another is sometimes larger in bulk than it in short generally and in every case a body is relatively light when it contains a relatively large amount of void this is the way they put it themselves but their account requires an addition relative lightness must depend not only on an excess of void but also on a defect of solid for if the ratio of solid to void exceeds a certain proportion the relative lightness will disappear thus fire they say is the lightest of things just for this reason that it has the most void but it would follow that a large mass of gold as containing more void than a small mass of fire is lighter than it unless it also contains many times as much solid the addition is therefore necessary of those who deny the existence of a void some like anaxagoras and empedocles have not tried to analyze the notions of light and heavy at all and those who while still denying the existence of a void have attempted this have failed to explain why there are bodies which are absolutely heavy and light or in other words why some move upward and others downward the fact again that the body of greater bulk is sometimes lighter than smaller bodies is one which they have passed over in silence and what they have said gives no obvious suggestion for reconciling their views with the observed facts but those who attribute the lightness of fire to its containing so much void are necessarily involved in practically the same difficulties for though fire be supposed to contain less solid than any other body as well as more void yet there will be a certain quantum of fire in which the amount of solid or plenum is in excess of the solids contained in some small quantity of earth they may reply that there is an excess of void also but the question is how will they discriminate the absolutely heavy presumably either by its excess of solid or by its defect of void on the former view there could be an amount of earth so small as to contain less solid than a large mass of fire and similarly if the distinction rests on the amount of void there will be a body lighter than the absolutely light which nevertheless moves downward as constantly as the other moves upward but that cannot be so since the absolutely light is always lighter than bodies which have weight and move downward while on the other hand that which is lighter need not be light because in common speech we distinguish a lighter and a heavier viz water and earth among bodies endowed with weight again the suggestion of a certain ratio between the void and the solid in a body is no more equal to solving the problem before us 
this manner of speaking will issue in a similar impossibility for any two portions of fire small or great will exhibit the same ratio of solid to void but the upward movement of the greater is quicker than that of the less just as the downward movement of a mass of gold or lead or of any other body endowed with weight is quicker in proportion to its size this however should not be the case if the ratio is the ground of distinction between heavy things and light there is also an absurdity in attributing the upward movement of bodies to a void which does not itself move if however it is the nature of a void to move upward and of a plenum to move downward and therefore each causes a like movement in other things there was no need to raise the question why composite bodies are some light and some heavy they had only to explain why these two things are themselves light and heavy respectively and to give further the reason why the plenum and the void are not eternally separated it is also unreasonable to imagine a place for the void as if the void were not itself a kind of place but if the void is to move it must have a place out of which and into which the change carries it also what is the cause of its movement not surely its voidness for it is not the void only which is moved but also the solid similar difficulties are involved in all other methods of distinction whether they account for the relative lightness and heaviness of bodies by distinctions of size or proceed on any other principle so long as they attribute to each the same matter or even if they recognize more than one matter so long as that means only a pair of contraries if there is a single matter as with those who compose things of triangles nothing can be absolutely heavy or light and if there is one matter and its contrary the void for instance and the plenum no reason can be given for the relative lightness and heaviness of the bodies intermediate between the absolutely light and heavy when compared either with one another or with these themselves the view which bases the distinction upon differences of size is more like a mere fiction than those previously mentioned but in that it is able to make distinctions between the four elements it is in a stronger position for meeting the foregoing difficulties since however it imagines that these bodies which differ in size are all made of one substance it implies equally with the view that there is but one matter that there is nothing absolutely light and nothing which moves upward except as being passed by other things or forced up by them and since a multitude of small atoms are heavier than a few large ones it will follow that much air or fire is heavier than a little water or earth which is impossible chapter three these then are the views which have been advanced by others and the terms in which they state them we may begin our own statement by settling a question which to some has been the main difficulty the question why some bodies move always and naturally upward and others downward while others again move both upward and downward after that we will inquire into light and heavy and the explanation of the various phenomena connected with them 
the local movement of each body into its own place must be regarded as similar to what happens in connection with other forms of generation and change there are in fact three kinds of movement affecting respectively the size the form and the place of a thing and in each it is observable that change proceeds from a contrary to a contrary or to something intermediate it is never the change of any chance subject in any chance direction nor similarly is the relation of the mover to its object fortuitous the thing altered is different from the thing increased and precisely the same difference holds between that which produces alteration and that which produces increase in the same manner it must be thought that that which produces local motion and that which is so moved are not fortuitously related now that which produces upward and downward movement is that which produces weight and lightness and that which is moved is that which is potentially heavy or light and the movement of each body to its own place is motion towards its own form it is best to interpret in this sense the common statement of the older writers that quote, like moves to like close quote. for the words are not in every sense true to fact if one were to remove the earth to where the moon now is the various fragments of earth would each move not towards it but to the place in which it now is in general when a number of similar and undifferentiated bodies are moved with the same motion this result is necessarily produced viz that the place which is the natural goal of the movement of each single part is also that of the whole but since the place of a thing is the boundary of that which contains it and the continent of all things that move upward or downward is the extremity and the centre and this boundary comes to be in a sense the form of that which is contained it is to its like that a body moves when it moves to its own place for the successive members of the series are like one another water i mean is like air and air like fire and between intermediates the relation may be converted though not between them and the extremes thus air is like water but water is like earth for the relation of each outer body to that which is next within it is that of form to matter thus to ask why fire moves upward and earth downward is the same as to ask why the healable when moved and changed qua healable attains health and not whiteness and similar questions might be asked concerning any other subject of alteration of course the subject of increase when changed quite increasable attains not health but a superior size the same applies in the other cases one thing changes in quality another in quantity and so in place a light thing goes upward a heavy thing downward the only difference is that in the last case viz that of the heavy and the light the bodies are thought to have a spring of change within themselves while the subjects of healing and increase are thought to be moved purely from without sometimes however even they change of themselves i e in response to a slight external movement reach health or increase as the case may be and since the same thing which is healable 
is also receptive of disease it depends on whether it is moved quae healable or quae liable to disease whether the motion is towards health or towards disease but the reason why the heavy and the light appear more than these things to contain within themselves the source of their movements is that their matter is nearest to being this is indicated by the fact that locomotion belongs to bodies only when isolated from other bodies and is generated last of the several kinds of movement in order of being then it will be first now whenever air comes into being out of water light out of heavy it goes to the upper place it is forthwith light becoming is at an end and in that place it has being obviously then it is a potentiality which in its passage to actuality comes into that place and quantity and quality which belong to its actuality and the same fact explains why what is already actually fire or earth moves when nothing obstructs it towards its own place for motion is equally immediate in the case of nutriment when nothing hinders and in the case of the thing healed when nothing stays the healing but the movement is also due to the original creative force and to that which removes the hindrance or off which the moving thing rebounded as was explained in our opening discussions where we tried to show how none of these things moves itself the reason of the various motions of the various bodies and the meaning of the motion of a body to its own place have now been explained end of chapter three recording in memory of mitchell edwards